Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener. You'll have ad-free episodes and join us on our monthly Zoom calls with other podcast listeners and get to know the community at wearelatech.love. Linked in the show notes. Welcome to the weekly We Are LA Tech Remix episode. I'm Alex Bloomberg, host of the podcast Startup, and you're listening to We Are LA Tech. My name is Esprit Devora, born and raised LA, and I created We Are LA Tech in 2012 to unify the community. Podcast launched in 2014, continuing to help people find the best talent, to connect with each other, to form awesome relationships. So proud of this show. Enjoy. This is Brian Sanders with Nextcast, which is a podcast app and platform. And Food Lies, which is a film about nutrition and all the lies that have been told in the past 50 years. And I'm in Venice Beach. Yeah, definitely the resilience thing is huge. I mean, I've had a lot of ups and downs over my career. And, you know, just when we got the news that we were cut from the TV show that we thought was going to be our big break. And, yeah, it's it's having the... Just having the resilience, yeah, to keep going and and bounce back and and rebuild the team. Did that show even end up doing well? I think it was actually was terrible. I I read an article about how bad it was. Because <laughs> I don't I don't remember other than the pre publicity to the show, I don't remember anything about the show once it aired. No, it, it didn't do well. It, it, I think it was a flop. So it could be good that I didn't get on it. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. I mean, tech is, is about trying things out and the whole, you know, lean startup process is, is putting something out there and seeing where it takes you. So I feel like I've done that with my career and my life in general, which has been my founder story is trying a lot of things. I mean, I even sold artwork for a little while. Yeah. I it was like a coach. You know, I just tried all these different things and, and then I got into film and like co- comedy sketches. But it all led me to where I think is my my direction is just like a bigger picture of building things. And, you know, maybe it's around this nutrition thing that I've learned so much about. And, yeah, I, I do want to build tech around that. I, I mean, I do want to have Nextcast keep going. And, and, you know, I have a podcast about all this nutrition stuff with all these nutrition experts I've been interviewing. So What's the name of the podcast? Peak Human. So, um, yeah, it's coming out soon. and. Um, I think it's all combining and I want to even do tech with, with food and nutrition. It's how can we be healthier is, is something to do with healthcare or with, um, you know, farming, like, uh, f- farm to table type of thing. Like how, you know, how can you get, um, you know, like farmer's market food to you? What advice would you give your starting out self when you were first endeavor in building something? What advice would you give oh, wow. that guy? Well, I'd say just keep trying and keep like following your passion and and just don't don't get caught up working for someone else and just throwing in a towel. And I, you know, I've been there 
uh, off and on over the years, I've had the job where you sit in the cubicle and then I went away from that and then I got back. And I'd, I'd say it's always good to have your passions and dreams, but be realistic about them in a way where you have a way to support yourself. So if someone wants to be, you know, a cartoonist, well, at least get a job at a newspaper so you can support yourself along the way. So I guess that's kind of my advice is, is more practical is, is have your passions and then try to make them converge when you can, but learn a bunch of skills along the way until you can realistically pull off your, your true passion. Hi, I'm Alpa Patel. I'm founder and CEO of Spaces. We are a web and mobile platform for inspiring workplace design based in Orange County. With the millennials entering the workforce, the way we're working is changing and uh, offices are going through an exciting evolution. And that's where we see a tremendous opportunity for us, um, really helping small businesses, uh, mid-sized businesses transform their spaces so they're inspiring. I mean, we spend, I say we spend quarter of our lives in our workplaces and we spend so much energy, you know, doing our homes. But when it comes to our business, we don't really think a whole lot about it. And we're spending quarter of our lives at work. Totally. Shouldn't, shouldn't our spaces be as, as great as our homes? 100%. And it, it makes us. It makes for smart business decision. This is yeah. not just about having a pretty cool office. Yeah, it improves company culture, improves morale, yeah. improves productivity, and at the end of the day, it all makes an impact at the bottom line. So, how does it work as a consumer? I have an office space with a blank, a blank canvas, so to speak, uh-huh. and now I go to Space Ease. Am I saying it right? Mm-hmm. And and it's like space ease, right? Yes, yeah. Yes. I'm going. I go to space ease. I love the word ease. By the way, it's one of my favorite words. And um, and what's my experience as a consumer? So you come on, and really, it's an inspirational platform. So it's um, it's like Pinterest. You see spaces, inspiring spaces. You browse through pictures. You can save them to a a mood board, and you can share that with your um with your friends, and you can share it with your uh, designer. Show them what you like, and uh, you can collaborate with your designer through the platform and share what your vision is uh, for the space that you're designing. Um, designer can help you by creating mood boards and sharing them with you. So it's a collaborative process. And um, we have a studio where we bring quality vetted designers on the platform. You come on, you fill out a form, you tell us about your space. You create a mood board and then we find you quality designers in the area that can provide competitive proposals for you, for your project. And and do you, so you provide the designers too? We partner with designers or design firms in the and, area. In, and in all over the U.S. or just in Los Angeles? We're all over the U.S. So we have a national footprint and uh, we are getting ready to introduce international firms as well to U.S. Uh, businesses. And where in L.A. is Spacey's based? We're in Orange County. Yeah. Did you yes. drive here from Orange County? I did. Please say no. I oh, did. No. No. But no. it's great. It's great to be here. Hey, everyone. This is Ryan Serhant, leader of the number one real estate sales team in New York City, star of Bravo's Million Dollar Listing New York and author of the best-selling new novel, Sell It Like Sirhan. 
We are the number one sales team for residential real estate in the entire state of New York. That includes New York City. And we're number two in the entire country for the United States. Last year, we did about $838 million in closed deals. This year, we'll probably top a billion. Just depends on how these next two months ride out. And I have a team meeting every Monday, but not with everybody. I break down the team into groups so we can have more personal, kind of uh, more intricate conversations. And everyone meets with me once a month. But the team is together all the time. I mean, they're I, I'm in my office right now in the conference room. It's a glass office. I'm looking around and there's like 30 heads popping up and down, running around, answering phone calls all over the place. Everyone's got the same level of energy. Everyone's super excited. They're all very, very good people and they all want to do as many deals as possible. What kind of tips can you give us about overcoming obstacles as you've gone through them? And I'm sure you experience more than one obstacle a day. I mean, I experience 10 obstacles every day. I would say that I mean, honestly, the first obstacle I experienced was my passion my entire life was theater. That's what I wanted to do. Kind of the same way a kid wants to do baseball, right? Soccer, football. Like I wanted to do theater. I wanted to act. I came to New York City with that passion and it didn't work out. But instead of crying, instead of complaining, instead of moving home, I said, you know what? This isn't a brick wall. This is a fence. And there's a difference. Okay. There's a difference between hitting a brick wall and kind of hitting a fence, a fence you can actually climb over to get to the other side. And a lot of times what's on the other side is even better than what you thought it was going to be when you didn't even know about it. And I had no idea my life would turn out this way. I thought real estate brokers are the worst people in the world. If you'd gone and talked to me in the summer of 2008 and said, you're going to be a real estate broker, I would have, I would have probably started crying. It's like, yeah, but I'm broke. I don't know what to do. I can't afford ramen. Um, and so that was my first obstacle was that my dream, my entire life wasn't going to happen. Now, what do I do? And I, I kind of bucked up and said, I'm going to figure something else out. And I chose success first. Right? And I think that's really important for people, right? Success first, career second. Um, because I went right into real estate, fell in love with it. I used everything that I had learned as an actor, everything I had learned in theater and improv classes, put that into my personality and into my business selling real estate and built my business from the ground up. And then I got very lucky with a TV show, but at the same time, I've been prepping my entire life to do a TV show. And when I focused on it, I couldn't make it happen. When I quit, that's when I could make it happen. You know? And so I think that to get through obstacles and to get through rejections of which I have had so many, it's literally just not looking at it as a brick wall. It is just a fence. Climb over, wake up the next day, and attack it all over again from a different angle. Join thousands of people in LA Tech on our We Are LA Tech Facebook group where you can discover events, job opportunities, and even housing. Go to wearelatech.com slash community. We'll take you straight there. That's wearelatech.com slash community. The best business resource I have is my mentor's private Facebook group. I've never found a community that cares more about one another's success. It inspired me to create the same thing for podcasters. If you're a tech company or startup looking to grow your podcast audience, I created getpodcastlisteners.com, a private group specifically to discover how other podcasters have grown their audiences so we could do the same. Check out getpodcastlisteners.com. That's getpodcastlisteners.com. 
The We Are LA Tech podcast is hosted and produced by me, Esprit Devora, With help from Janice Geronimo. Edited by Corey Jennings. Production and voiceover by Adam Carroll. Community spotlight coordination by Anna Freebay. Music from Jay Huffman Live and Epidemic Sound. The We Are LA Tech podcast is a wearetech.fm production. Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener at wearelatech.love. Linked in the show notes.